Podcasting from the Chicagoland area. This is Game On with Jackson Stewart, where we discuss men's lifestyle, focusing on sex, fitness, relationships, business, and more. We'll be interviewing the best of the best, the hot shots, and the rising stars in the worlds of modeling, fitness, cooking, and more. Influencers who are discussing keeping it sexy while at the top of their game. I'm your host, Jackson Stewart. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the game. The game is nothing if not set to a soundtrack. Many a night, someone's level of talking to talk has been elevated by the good music playing. Whether it be a bar or a club, the game is always made better by amazing sounds. Your man Jackson has had many a great night with a great soundtrack, all provided by an amazing DJ. Let's get to know life behind the turntables with tonight's guest. DJ Risqué brings incredible energy and passion for her musical sets. Mashing up and combining old school samples with hot new tracks, Risqué is a hard style and electro house DJ slash producer and a mistress of music worth getting to know. Join me in welcoming the post-pounding DJ Risqué. Risqué, how are you? Hey, how you going? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> that is good to hear. And for the people listening, not only is she an amazing DJ, but she's also extremely patient and very considerate. I think it was pro- it was probably about a good five to ten emails of us trying to figure out the time zone difference. But through the uh, the wonders of you know Google, I figured out what time we could talk. Yes, it took a bit of effort, <laughs> but uh, it was worth it, and I'm glad you're with us today. So, what um, you're big on social media? Can you let the audience know? where they can find you and by what username um so you can find me on facebook instagram and soundcloud they would be the main platforms that i use and i keep up to date on my content Um, i do also have twitter and mixcloud but i barely ever use them so you won't find much on there um and you can find me under Risque, so it's R-I-S-Q-U-E with a little thingy up the top of the E, little dash thingy. And for those who aren't picking up on it, Risque, you are from Australia, correct? Yes, I live in Sydney, Australia. Awesome. And so did you grow up in Sydney also? No, I grew up in a little country town called... Narromine, and then I moved to Dubbo, which is another country town, a little bit bigger though. But um, I did actually spend quite a few years of my life between those two country towns on a farm. Um, so I had been working on farms since I was a toddler. Um, my mum and my stepdad got together when I was about three, and yeah, he was a farmer. So I used to help with the tractors. I used to help with the irrigation, the sheep. Um, I love going yabbing and pigging and skiing and I'm still a country girl at heart, but career wise, the city is where I need to be. Now, how do you go from being a country girl to, you know, being one of the hottest DJs? Cause I, I've been in clubs 
I know DJs. I personally don't see, you know, what what the jump is. Like, what happened that led you to go from, you know, pigging and <laughs> milking cows and tractors to like staying <laughs> up super late at night, <laughs> you know, spinning hot tracks, staying up super late, pumping up an audience. How? What happened? How'd you get into the business? Um, I've always loved music and I pretty much listen to everything depending on my mood. Um, my mum used to listen to all the 90s stuff. I'm a big sucker for the old 90s stuff. My stepdad used to listen to rock like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, ACDC. Um, and then I had some friends who listened to heavy metal and I actually got quite into heavy metal a bit. And then um, personally, I was always attracted to R&B. And then um, I first got into hard dance. So my cousin is Lebanese and she gave me a bunch of NRG, but at the time I didn't know that it was NRG. And I told everyone I had this new Lebanese techno music. Um, and that's how I started to get into the hard dance. And then I stumbled across the Defcon anthem and then sort of fell in love with it more and more from from there and um, I was um, always going to all these festivals and all these shows and uh, I was with one of my mates driving out even further out into the country to um, do a dance class and I uh, said to my friend I was like we'd just been to a show the night before and I was like how cool would it be to like get paid to make your own music to play your own music to have people dance into your shit and I was like how cool would that be we just sort of sat there and we're like, yeah, that'd be mad. And I was like, well, why can't I do it? Like, I want to do it. Let's, I'm going to do it. And then I um, had gone up to a resident um, DJ at the local pub um, the weekend after and said, look, I'm thinking about maybe doing DJing. I think I'd really enjoy it. Um, if you're ever selling anything, let me know. And then about... Oh, three days later, he rang me and he's like, I, I need you to fill in this weekend. The other DJ can't make it. And I was like, what do you mean? I've never even bloody played before. I've got no idea what I'm doing. And he's like, don't worry, half the problems, you tune selection. And he's like, what sort of music do you listen to? And I told him like everything. He's like, oh, if you played in this room, what would you play? And had a few questions with him. And then he said, right, come in and I'm going to teach you the basics of the decks and we'll put you on on the weekend. Um, it was also Derby Day, which is like the races day out in Dubbo, which is one of the, it's the biggest weekend of the year. Um, so my first show, I had about two and a half thousand people <laughs> and really had no idea what I was doing. But um, I did a good enough job that the next day, the DJ I covered for then rang me and said, look, I heard you did really good. Do you want my job every Friday, Saturday night? And then I was like, wow. So this is, within two weeks of deciding that I wanted to give DJing a go when I already had an, a, res, a residency two days a week. Um, so then I did that for a while, but it was mainly pub rock um, and like top 40 R&B. So I got used to just reading the crowd and then I started to get into electronic music, but it's not very big out there. So I started making trips to Sydney Um I did a bit of a DJ school in Sydney to learn how to mix it a bit better. And then um, from that school, I then got offered a show from the bloke that ran the, ran the school. And then from there, I got picked up. I had 
three people in the room, two were my family and one was a person that I had no idea who they were. Turns out they ran another event and I got picked up by the one person in the crowd that I didn't know to play at another club and then it sort of just went from there. And then um, I did a comp in Sydney in 2015 that I ended up winning and then got flown to um, play on a cruise that left from Miami and then from there it sort of just was just word of mouth and kept going from there but yeah it's been an adventure it sounds like it sounds like you know not only were you obviously you're you're skilled obviously you're gifted but you were open to the idea and then you know the idea kind of found you as a female dj um are there any challenges that you feel are unique to being a woman in the field? Um, yes, 100%. Um, I remember when I even won the big competition that I won in Sydney. So I actually had someone post posted status that had been sent to me saying that I must have slept with the people that were running it and did sexual favours and all this stuff to have won it and that I wasn't that good. And you cop that sort of stuff all the time. Um, and I, I, I do know some female DJs that have worked their way up that way. Um, but personally, like when I started, I was like, I'm going to get there the proper way. I'm going to do this the proper way. I don't care how long it takes me. It's been almost a decade now and I'm still pushing, (laughs) but, um, yeah, you do, you do quite cop that sort of thing, being a female DJ a lot. Um, which can be really frustrating, especially when you do put in the work. So for that comp, I actually took six months off work and I DJed for about eight hours a day. I um, did about five or six little comps before that big comp, playing the set that I was going to play to test it out and be like, oh, that worked or that didn't, or I should change that, or they loved this bit. So it actually, for me, I dedicated six months of my life preparing for this competition and I was very strategical about it and it paid off but then to then hear stuff like that coming from people uh it's not not always the nicest thing oh for sure no doubt I mean that's you know they're <clears throat> excuse me they're um they're taking away you know your work your your efforts your skill and they're trying to just you know purely out of jealousy purely out of spite that kind of thing with what you just said and those words, you know, and I hear a bunch of, you know, tenacity and strength and you know, I will warn people. And I, I, I mentioned this to, uh, to Jess earlier, if you're going to listen to her music, don't wait till you're about to go to bed because everything she has is hype as hell. And you're going to find trouble going to sleep. Um, there's going to be young females like yourself out there who are going to hear this and go, man, I always wanted to DJ. Um, what are your words for them? You're ahead in the game. You know, you've gone down some roads, you know, what's, what's out there. What would be your words to inspire or words to kind of give them some guidance? Um, the biggest thing is just believing in yourself. And I guess, um, a lot of people, like you think about things and you think, oh, I'd love to do this. or I'd love to do that. Or how cool would it be to to be an actress or stuff like that. And people just think about how cool it is and idolize these people. But we all have that power within us that we can, we can do these things ourselves. Like 
like fortunately a lot of things cost money and it, it's a DJing was a is very <laughs> expensive um to start off with like my decks were three and a half grand I spend a couple of hundred dollars on music a month so it's not like you obviously do have to have the funds funds for it but um a lot of people just yeah they just doubt themselves or they just don't think they're good enough and so my biggest thing would probably be people just need to believe in themselves a bit more and um I, I am a very big believer in law of attraction. So if you think it, you dream it, you can have it. We like to ask, <clears throat> excuse me, I guess, some questions because, you know, there's always a perspective of, you know, guys who are out, um, maybe out, you know, out on the town, hanging out, a bunch of friends. And I've seen this, like last, uh, previously we are talking to a bartender, Teddy Martinez, and about, how guys make horrendous mistakes when they're talking to a bartender or trying to order drinks. I've seen lots of guys screw up when they go talk to a DJ, you know, at a club <laughs> or at a party. And and I, I've seen some of, you know, some of your sets online. I mean, if people can get to you because you're in one of those. No, hang on, I've lost you. Oh, I'm back. Sorry about, <laughs> Sorry about that. Hang on. Oh, I was going to say, okay, I can hear some go. music now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every softener happens and we just roll with I it. I love J-Lo. Oh, that, that's one of my favorite songs right there. What should every guy know about a DJ at a club or a party? Because I think a lot of guys, and it tends, especially if they're like, they're drunk off their ass, right? So they're like, yeah. oh, you know, there's that one song I always love and I'm going to go ask that DJ to play it and they're belligerent. <laughs> And their buddy's like, no, nah, man, don't do it, bro. And they're like, no, nah, I'm going to, here, I got a dollar. I'm going to go tip that DJ and get him to play this song. Please, are, are there like, are there, is there one or two or three do's and don'ts for those kind of scenarios on how to talk to a DJ? Okay, yes. <laughs> so you do, we, we do have our pet hate. So I actually stopped doing weddings and birthday parties for these pet hates. <laughs> so we're cool with requests. It's. When we don't have the song, people don't understand. <laughs> and they just think yes. that, oh, just just get it. And it's like, I can't, I'm not a walking Wi-Fi stick. <laughs> I can't just <laughs> magically put the song onto my USB by just looking at it. <laughs> can't you so, just talk to Alexa and get it to play? <laughs> <laughs> or people that are like, can you just plug your phone in? The speakers that go through the decks into these big sound systems are huge, like their XLR cables. They're huge. They can't fit into a yes. phone. So, but you'll get some people that are so drunk and they just don't understand it. And they will just keep saying, just come on, just put it on your phone for me or just download it. And they'll just be consistent. And it gets quite annoying <laughs> because you would if you could, but you physically can't. Right, so right. when I actually do country shows, they're that bad out in the country that I'll actually bring my laptop into the club with me and download spots, like hook my phone, my hook my laptop up to the Wi-Fi off my phone, like off the um, hotspot off my phone and down so I can download tracks and then add them to a USB because some people just are so persistent out in the country. So I actually will take my laptop. But in a club, like my laptop won't fit in my little backpack. <laughs> So, so everybody listen up, don't go to your DJ and so you can you know, you come can... and request, but if we don't have it, we don't have it. 
<laughs> right. And don't ask them to just use their phone. <laughs> it's not going to work. Um, so that would be my biggest pet hate. Um, another one is when people request a song and I play it for them, but they've gone outside. So they request a song and go outside straight away. And I don't see that they've gone outside and I'll play the song and then they'll come in and be like, are you going to play my song? And I'm like, I just played it. And they're like, oh, I went and had a smoke. I didn't hear it. Can you play it again? Well, no, nobody wants to hear the same song within 10 minutes. And they're like, nobody will notice. And they're like, actually, yes, they will. Just because you didn't notice that I played the song. So <laughs> it happens all the time. You would be amazed. And I'm like, look, no, I'll play it, it again in an hour. <laughs> What, no, what's so funny is I've seen all this happen more times than I can count, whether it be like a wedding or just a club or, you know, if it's a party at, at, a, at a restaurant or a bar where there's a DJ, I've seen people make these same stupid mistakes over mistakes. and over. It's like, you know, it's like you the... don't, well, I was just going to say, like, you don't own the DJ. Like, this is not like your, you know, this isn't your MP3 player. Oh my God, I just dated myself. I say MP3 player. You know, the I've DJ's had someone person. get in. I've had someone get into the DJ booth and try and deny me entry back in when I went to the toilet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? I'm the DJ. <laughs> you know, I, last week when we were talking to Teddy Martinez, the bartender, we came up with one very general rule that helps people out. And the rule is don't be a dick. Yes. So that would, I have, yeah, so I, I probably have, so I've said two, I've got, probably three other don'ts. One would be um, I don't like people being too close to me or like right in my ear or like right next to me when I'm making a transition. I'll step back mm -hmm. when I'm not transitioning between tracks and I'll talk to people and stuff, but I've had people that I've let up in the DJ booth to have a dance and they stand right next to me to the point that I'm actually like, hitting them while I'm trying, like accidentally elbowing them while I'm trying to mix because they're that close to me. <laughs> so, um, like, I'm cool with having people behind me and people dancing and having people up there with me, but I do still need, like, at least 30 centimetres on each side of me to be able to access <laughs> my equipment that I need to access. Um, so that would be, yeah, number three. Number four... I've had a guy I've, like you get really sleazy guys like I'm happy to have a chat and when I've been single like I'm, I'm happy to have a chat and go have a drink with someone or whatever but I've had guys come up to me and I've, I've had a guy say to me oh you're coming home later and I'm like excuse me and he's like do you know who I am and I'm in the army like why wouldn't you want to come home with me and I'm just like I instantly don't like you because you're a douche <laughs> He wow. wasn't bad. He wasn't bad looking, but some, like you said, just the general rule of don't be a dick. <laughs> like, yeah, and and, it's just something about, you know, I, I think it really bartenders, DJs, waiters, waitresses. I think people just feel like, you know, like you work for them and, and they can like just boss you around all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. Well, usually because of the whole request thing, when I, if when I used to play for do parties and then I would ask the person whose party it was, what music do you want? Um, do you want me to allow requests? If so, what other styles of music are you happy for me to play? And then I just found as a general, if they had a preference and they're like, no, I only want this sort of music, then it was quite easy because people come up and I'd be like, sorry, 
and I'd just say whoever the person who was throwing the party was, I was like, they have advised me that they just want this style of music. Um, and due to them being the ones that are paying me, this is what I'll be sticking to. Um, but then my last pet hate would be if, so especially on the country shows, I'll play six hour shows. Um, and you'll, I'll start with the top 40 and I'll slowly build it up and play, get into like electro mashup sort of stuff. And then depending where, which country town I'm in will be whether I go into the harder stuff that I play in Sydney. Um, as I said, the stuff that I, I play normally and playing Sydney doesn't go well in the country, which was half the reason I moved here. Um, but um yeah, sometimes when you're in like that peak spot of your set and it's like 1am and it's like the club's pumping and everyone's dancing and you'll have people come up and they're like, request a love song. <laughs> <laughs> and they, it's like, oh, I'll play it a bit later. Why can't you play it now? And I'm like, because it's going to kill my whole vibe. So we actually don't just, oh, I, don't, I can't speak for every DJ, but I, I personally don't just play a heap of songs. I create an energy and I build it up throughout the night and then um, I always bring it back down with R&B otherwise everyone fights if they're too energetic so you always bring it down with some some of the old 90s R&B sexy love stuff and everyone walks away all happy and horny but um those are usually <laughs> the people who are like drunk and just broken up with somebody and they're like can you play this love song in the middle of this hype set please and you're like, yeah. not right now. Yeah, yeah. It's drunk, yeah. And drunk and just broken up. That is exactly who those people are. Yeah. Or in the country as well, like you'll get into the dancey stuff and you'll have your people that only listen to R&B and they'll come up and play, I play R&B, play R&B. And I'm like, look, I'll play an hour or two of R&B at the end of the night. Um, so stick around and there'll be lots of it coming. And I've actually had someone throw a glass at me because they wouldn't play R&B. And they're like, nobody likes this music. And I actually had a full dance floor. And I was like, but all these people like this music. <laughs> and then, yeah, okay? they got to the point where they got upset and threw a drink at me. <laughs> God, is it okay to tip a DJ? I have actually never been tipped. I don't, but I, we don't do tipping in Australia. But um, in America, like, everyone gets tipped over there. So I'm, I'm, I guess over there it would be quite normal, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I think, you know, you just don't want to offend somebody by like, oh, like, you know, thanks for the song. Here's a dollar kind of thing. Like, and I don't know. I mean, I'm the only DJing I've ever done. I DJed one party, which literally I was the guy who just had his phone connected to some speakers. <laughs> I, I, I think it you were that job. stereo. You weren't the I DJ. Was, <laughs> I was. And, um, and I was, I was a quote-unquote roadie for a friend of mine who was a DJ. I would just meet him up and help him unload his car every time. <laughs> I, I carried oh, the God. heavy stuff. That was about it. But, um, but you know I mean? I, I, I think you go both ways. I think sometimes when you request um, you request a song and, and, like, if you're the only person who's giving the DJ any attention, and I think, you know, once you guys vibe and click real quick, I think if you, you know, throw a tip in there, I think they might be flattered. You know, I think – it's all it's all about sincerity it's all about you know confidence all about you know uh communication and just energy you know if if you tip them like you throw a buck at them like they're a piece of crap well then that tip is not going to go well no but if you you know you know if you put in as a sign of appreciation 
that I think it's it's much more uh, better received. What's your favorite part of the business? And then the what's music. your least favorite? Yeah, the music, right, music would is be a my favorite. favorite. What's the least uh, favorite? Those drunk, sad people who interrupt your set every time. <laughs> um, I'll probably more the politics about it. Um, in Australia, we've actually lost a lot of our festivals. Um, we've had DEFCON banned from New South Wales by our premier um, because we've, we lost someone to a drug overdose. And um, I do, I do send condolences to them families when that happens. But at the end of the day, everyone that's coming to these events, they're over 18. They know that drugs can kill you. They still choose to take them. And I just, I, I really don't like that we're punished as a whole because a few people have, have done the wrong thing and ended up not being here anymore. Like, like I said, I do feel for them. But at the end of the day, I don't feel that I should lose my music and the, the thing, one of the most loved things I have in my life because people don't want to be responsible. Now, we were talking earlier, you go back, uh, was it, you said the 21st, you started DJing again? What, what's coming up for you in the immediate future? Um, so I've got lots of tracks in the work. So I haven't had that many tracks come out lately. I, I love mashups. I've had quite a few mashups come out but I haven't had um, any tracks out for a while because I've actually been doing uni for the last two years. So I have just completed my uni course, um, specialising in my um, field of nursing that I do, but I am now starting to get more into my production. Um, so I'm spending a lot of time working on some tracks and I also am part of a, a DJ duo as well. So we've been working on, um, some duo tracks together as well to hopefully get our first duo track out in the next couple of months. Um, but yeah, we're doing doing a lot of live shows um, starting back up from the twenty first. But we've actually started doing sit down raves in Sydney, so I've got a few of them coming up. But they're not filmed, so they're only if you're in this area, unfortunately. But while we're on lockdown, I'll still be doing. Um, a lot of the live streams that I've been doing. So I've been doing a lot of UK live streams. Um, so I'll keep doing them for the moment, which, yeah, people can, any they, they get posted on my page for people to go back and watch um, whenever they like. Um, yeah, so just hopefully going to start having some more tunes coming out soon. And keeping with the theme of sexiness, <clears throat> and every guest loves this question, what is the sexiest thing about you? My be probably my DJ name would probably be the most sexy thing about me. I'm more of like a tomboy in in person. <laughs> I got you. And what makes a man sexy to you? I love a man that can dance. And if I'm at a club and I'm DJing, if you can dance, that's where my eye will go. There you have it, folks. Now it is time for the quick game where we like to give our guests a chance to run through some entertaining questions. DJ Risque, are you ready? Yes, shoot. All right, here we go. On a scale of one to 10, how good are you at keeping secrets? Um, nine. 
cake or I pie? My, I tell my mom everything. Pie. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of pie? Oh, cheese and bacon pie. Wait, a what? <laughs> a cheese and bacon pie with tomato sauce. You okay, don't have cheese and like, bacon pies? <laughs> I feel like we did not have cheese and bacon pie. I was waiting for like, you know, you know, uh, French silk or, or cherry pie. Cheese and bacon? Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to look that cheese up. Cheese and bacon pie. Oh, that's All right. Do you believe in fate? <laughs> yes. Have you ever worn socks with sandals? Yes. <laughs> First record that you ever that you ever owned. Ooh. First song I can remember ever falling in love with would be Without Me by Eminem. Favorite album you own right now? Like, you know, God forbid if you have to flee your house because of whatever. You're going to grab this and hold it as you run out the door. Oh, I'm a soccer for Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park and Eminem. Yeah, if I had to pick, I know I don't play them genres, but this is what I mean by listen to everything. If I had to pick, I would take them with me because they have helped me through so much. I would say the questions will get easier. (laughs) (laughs) You're making me think. Would you rather cuddle with a baby panda or a baby penguin? Ooh, baby penguin. Favorite type of tea? Um, at the moment, um, I don't know if, if I'm saying it right, but calamar. Okay. How many hours of sleep do you need? Oh, give me three, four. <laughs> it's about what <laughs> I get. I probably need about another, probably need double that. <laughs> That is a solid DJ right there, folks. Three hours and I'm back at it. <laughs> Last question. Are rats cute? I actually just had two baby rats. And unfortunately, they froze to death because it got too cold in winter. Um, mm. we, we only left them at home for an hour and come back. Well, that's the only thing we could work out with the vet because they'd both passed away at the same time. But I had two rats and they were both adorable. And if I could have slept with them, I would have. (laughs) (laughs) Good people, sexy people. That wraps up our interview with the mistress of music, DJ Risque. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, uh, Thank you for joining us this evening. And one more time, let people know the best place to find you online. Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, Risque. Awesome. Thank you very much. And we will see you soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Game On with Jackson Stewart. Follow the blog at hisnameisgame.wordpress.com. You can find the official Game On erotic literature and night game guide to a damn good night on Amazon and Etsy. Join us next week when we continue the good talk. And until then, keep it sexy and game on.